Good morning. It is Monday, March 15th, 8.07 a.m. I hope y'all had a good week. I know I did. It was really busy as usual. This spring daylight savings always throws me off. I'm just like, I don't know why. But it just, it's, it's a, it takes me about a week to adjust to. I think I'm still adjusting to it right now as we speak. Um, so things are somewhat reopening in San Francisco. Um, restaurants are allowed to open at 25% capacity, for example. And I believe there's like an increased capacity at grocery stores. Um, I'm just hoping movie theaters open soon, but yeah, I ate indoors at two different places over the weekend, and the first one was a few days ago downtown at Super Duper Burger, and I had their Super double cheeseburger which is really good but I'm not eating bread so I got it protein style you know wrapped with lettuce and it's so messy I just I feel like a freaking golem or something trying to eat it but I managed um but yeah it was it was weird honestly I don't think I'm used to eating indoors I will get used to it um and and you know it's not the only option. I could have gone to the Yerba Buena Center and ate it outside, like I usually do if I get a burger from there. Um, but I wanted to try it out. And you're supposed to keep your mask on when you're not eating. And there was like a table of six UGG wearing trogs from I don't know Fresno or something that were in there and they were just being gross. I was like, I should have just eaten outside. It was, it was obnoxious. Like, Oh, you've been eating at home all this time. And so now you have to, um, your table manner just like went in the shitter, you know, basically I was like, ugh. here I am, of course, with my sloppy ass burger, but at least I had a knife and fork, you know what I mean? Um, but it, but they were just, they're just uncouth and I was happy to leave. Um, and then yesterday I went to Japantown again and I was in Japantown mall and right near the little plant shop, I noticed that Shirakiku was open and I was like, oh, wow, Shirakiku. I love that place. It's a ramen. It's a ramen place. Um, you usually have to wait in line for like 20 minutes or something, you know, like write your name on a list. Um, but they were pretty dead. And, you know, since it's limited capacity, there was like another table and then there was me. And... It was really good. I hadn't had ramen in like that, you know, 
authentic ramen in over a year. And it was the butter and corn ramen, which is so good. Where it's just, you know, it's, you have your pieces of pork and your whatnot. But then they also put like fresh corn on it and then a chunk of butter. And it's just so heavenly. I loved it. It was very f- filling and satisfying. And Lavinia, come on up. Come on up. She's adjusting to the savings, too. Come here. Come see mommy. Come on up. Sorry, guys. One moment. Okay, that's better. Lavinia likes to be carried and held, so she's being held right now. That's much better for both of us because she'll make my life a living hell if I don't attend to her at once. Um, earlier in the week on Thursday, I came into a huge, a very substantial lot of French ribbons and vintage and antique satin fabrics. Um, the satins probably from the forties, I'm guessing they're acetate. There's some silk charmeuse, lots of beautiful colors. Um, and then the ribbons are incredible. Um, they are ranging in age from the mid 19th century up until probably like the forties. So 50 years of ribbon and I need the ribbons because I need them for my jewelry making and also as trims for garments and stuff for future projects. Um, the chokers have been doing really well and I've had a lot of fun sewing them by hand using pearls and beads and I like having the monopoly on this particular material um, because they're kind of the French ribbons are kind of hard to come by in the first place and they're expensive um, and I know that a lot of places in the U.S. You can't just go and get them. So it makes my product more valuable. Um, and all of these are unique too. Um, because there are some competitors. Um, I did see on Facebook someone, some competitor that... I don't really care for was suddenly looking for vintage ribbon. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. You don't know how to sew. You have no talent. And yet you're seeing how my things are displayed and what I'm making. And you're going to try to do that. Good luck. <laughs> that happens sometimes. Um, so that's why it's really important that I have the unique materials to work with so that nobody else 
can get them or have them. Um, I've been dealing with this for like about a month where people will try to guess where I found an item from or try to just guess where I source my items from. And I really get them from all over and it's seriously none of their damn business. There's a good chance you probably go to the same places to buy a lot of things. But I saw it and you didn't. And I added value to it in the shop. Shop talk. Nobody wants to hear about that. Except for other merchants. But I'm sure there's a few out there listening. Hello, merchants. Um, But yeah, it gets... It gets frustrating. You know, it's kind of... People just trying to take something that you have or... You know, I'm happy to justify the value of of my items. I've had some people selling me things, trying to sell me things um, that are like dirty or they don't tell me about like a major damage about, you know, a damage and I don't see it because the lighting's bad and they try to charge me like out the ass for it. Um, And it's just, I don't even want to deal with them. Or just like going into a hoarder house and as soon as you see something that you like or that you want to buy, then suddenly it has value and they don't want to sell it or they want to charge you like an exorbitant fee. It's just, it's ridiculous. But it's also kind of interesting, at least to me. Um, But yeah. I've just been staying home a lot and sewing and working on these projects and it's been giving me a lot of joy and it's really fun to create something new like every time and just make new things. Um, When I, sometimes when I find out that someone is trying to copy something I'm doing, at first I feel really sad and I'm just like, why would they do that? Can't they think of their own thing? then I realized, no, they can't think of their own thing. They can't. That's not in them to do that. Um, And then secondly, I'm just like, well, I'll just make the product better. I'll make it more elaborate. I'll make it so it's more high end. And then then I do that. And then whatever their less good version of the original thing that I, that they tried to copy, their version looks like it's like left in the dust. So it's always, it's always good. Like if someone is trying to copy what you're doing to just keep making what you're making and then improve upon the product as much as you can, you know, um, fortify it, embellish it, lengthen it, shorten it, do something to it um, because you have the power of the, like, the origin to do that with. One of my favorite movies, actually, is 
Working Girl with Melanie Griffith and Sigourney Weaver and Harrison Ford, Alec Baldwin, Joan Cusack. I mean, it's an all-star ensemble cast. Um, but one of my favorite things I love about that movie is how Melanie Griffith comes up with that idea for radio for reaching a radio audience and then Sigourney comes back into town and tries to steal the idea and acts like it's hers but she gets busted for it because she doesn't know the core of the origin story she doesn't know really where it came from she doesn't understand the fiber of the concept she just knows that she wants to take the story and take the credit for it and that's how you can tell when someone is like ripping another person off plain and simple like you could make a drawing and it gets some sort of notice or a claim or something like that and then another person could try to make it but they're just copying you and so it's that only has that one dimension but it it is something to think about. Maybe I'll rewatch Working Girl. It's such a good movie. I love the whole the whole thing and it it has a little bit of like to me it reminds me of something that could have been made in the 30s, you know. Um it just has that there's something like very classic about the plot line. Um but yeah, I love it. Um, I've been so bored with all the TV programs that I've tried to watch. Like I've been abandoning them in the middle or just like falling asleep. I'm just like, really just want to go see a movie really bad. Um, yeah, I've, a lot of Netflix programming is pretty just dull and I don't like it. I like that show Good Girls, though. That's really funny. Um, and I've been watching a lot of PBS documentaries and that sort of thing. Oh, God, I can't wait till they open movie theaters again. Um, I saw the Harry and Meghan interview, and um, you can watch it for free on CBS.com. Taylor told me that, or, or Burke, excuse me, Burke told me that. Um, and I'm a little late to the game because I saw it, you know, only this week and it was the week before that it came out, but uh, I feel so bad for Megan. I, I'm guilty of, um, not taking her very seriously as a Royal, um, just because, I don't know, she's kind of like a C or D list actress and I didn't like her wedding dress. I mean, it was superficial reasons and I can't say I had a dislike for her. But also I believed some of the hype that the media was feeding me about from that one angle of, well, she's just an upstart who's trying to be an influencer. And after seeing her point of view, I have a lot of compassion for her situation. Um, in some ways, it's very similar to, to Princess Diana's 
Um, and just, you know, the feeling of being completely trapped in a castle and not being allowed to do hardly anything or, and just being around those stuffy people all the time, (laughs) you know, that could get on someone's nerves. I think though, I would have probably done my best to stick it out and I'm sure she did too, but I don't think they get enough training or something to prepare them for life in the royal family. And I can see why for so many generations, the royal family intermarried um, because you were insured, you know, a locked in protocol. So you would just fit into the system really easily. Um, Even Diana had the advantage of being a distant cousin of Prince Charles. And she had at least experienced some Excuse me. Oh my God. Some semblance of royal life growing up. Oh my God. Um, so yeah, it, I'm glad that they got away. Um, it was really touching to see Harry's kindness and love towards her. It was very genuine and very heartfelt and they looked really good they looked very healthy and beautiful um oprah's outfit she looked beautiful too but i wasn't into the whole mauve thing it it reminded me of someone who uh works on the ship like um the starship enterprise or something um but you know it's probably very expensive i bet her whole outfit was like twenty five thousand dollars or something Um, and, you know, she did well at extracting, you know, the information and getting to the heart of the matter, um, asking questions that would be, you know, relating to the point of view of like John Q. Public in a flyover state, you know? Um, so yeah, if you haven't seen it yet, you should. And if you don't care, that's fine. (laughs) That's another thing too. It's. I wonder what will happen to the royal family after all this, if they will recover. They always do somehow. Um, because to to topple the monarchy would, I don't know, I think it would take, it would take more than just an interview with Oprah. And from their point of view, they already see Meghan as kind of a non, you know, persona non grata anyway, so therefore they can't you know, to them, if they are what they purport to be, it shouldn't matter to them that's Megan saying this stuff, you know? It's so weird. Wow, what am I going to do today? Oh, i gotta have, I got to do shipping. I've got to finish this choker. I want to go for a long walk. It's been getting colder and colder each day in San Francisco. It's so weird. I woke up this morning, the heater was on, and I still felt cold. Um, but I still need to get my steps in and walk. And yeah, thank you for listening. 
kind of a mixed bag this morning. Talk to you next week. Take care. Bye-bye.